services, and organizations that benefit you as a citizen of Forsyth County. Welcome to Empowering You, your host, Brian Anthony. Good afternoon. It's noon here on this Sunday. This is Empowering You. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Brian Anthony. Empowering You is a show where we highlight local nonprofits in our city, county, region, and the state, and many of the services they provide you, the citizens of Forsyth County, and the triad. We'll also introduce to you as many of our local corporations that have community initiatives designed to benefit you and continue to make our region a great place for all of us to live. Not only will we feature nonprofits and corporate community initiatives, we'll also hear from our local entities like the City of Winston-Salem, the Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools, Forsyth County Health Department, all packed into a one-hour show. We hope that you make it a point to join us every Sunday following Money Making Conversations at noon. Also, if you miss it, the podcast is available on our website, as all of our public affairs programming is, just by logging on to WSNCRadio.org and clicking Media on our navigation bar. You can also access uh, our website on our free mobile app, that you can download in your device's app store, whether that be Play Store or Apple Store. All right, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, Welcome to Empowering You, Brian Anthony, your host. Uh, For many of you, you've been listening to repeats uh, for the last month and a half uh, for a good reason. I've been out on leave, and most of you know, but we we won't even get into that today. We're going to continue on. As we do monthly, we get into an update from different entities here in the uh, Forsyth County area. We work with the uh, Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools, the Public Health Department, and today we bring back the city of Winston-Salem. So we've got, as always, a room full, and we've got some great guests to talk about various things. So what I want to do is to make sure um, that we get the, the star of the show who always elevates the spirit of the city and always brings great energy. Let's welcome into the show Special Projects Coordinator for Parks and Rec, Laura Tanyi. Thanks for having me back again. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. I had two Thanksgivings, actually. It was, it was fun. Really? Yeah. Where's my plate? That's what I want to know. Um, good to see you. Um, the We Play app. Now, we've, we've had this before, and we've discussed this before, but let's update uh, on what's going on with the We Play app. Do me a favor. What does WePlay stand for? So WePlay stands for We Provide Leisure All Year Long, mm-hmm. and it's our uh, department motto. Okay. So we put it on everything. You'll see we on play items, all flyers. year round, and that means weather weather doesn't affect it. Correct. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, this is something I didn't know. Now, being being here from another part of the region of the country, one of the things that I've always been looking for that I'm used to in the Midwest are parks and places to hang out. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that this city had 80 different parks oh, in yeah. the vicinity. We have more than 80 parks, and nearly all of those are actually already developed. There's only a few of those that are left undeveloped. So we're constantly either buying more land or we're gifted land, and then we have more projects up and coming for those new parks. 26 miles of greenery. Um, I know that because I play a lot of golf. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, also, you got two lakes here. 
two lakes. Major lakes. Yeah, two uh, major lakes. We have Salem Lake and we have Winston Lake. And then, of course, one of our golf courses mm -hmm. is right over by Winston Lake, Winston Lake Golf Course. Right. Our other golf course is near Salem Lake, and that's Royals Park Golf Course. I got to tell you, I didn't even know Salem Lake existed, and I traveled down Reynolds Park Oh, every yeah, it's day. a hidden gem. You wouldn't know it's Every there. day. And I see Salem Lake, and I'm going, eh, it's a little pond over there. It's not that big. <laughs> I drove over there for an event and was blown away. Yeah, what so if you don't park. even know it's there, if you used our park locator website or mm -hmm. our new mobile app, it would actually show you just how big it actually is. That's crazy. That's crazy. And you've done some rehabbing over there as well? Oh, yeah. So we have just about everything done now. We have two new shelters over there. The playground's been refinished. We've worked a lot on the bank along the lake itself. Mm -hmm. It looks great out there. Okay, good. Um, Parks and Rec open from sunrise to sunfall. Does that factor in the earlier darkness now? Yes. So if you check out our website, weplay.ws, we have all of our park hours on there. Generally, our parks are open from sunrise until sunset. Mm -hmm. Some parks like Salem Lake, they have different hours. Okay. All right. Um, with the app, with the WePlay app, you can actually, it's very functional. Um, if you're having a family reunion, if you're having something that you want to do in the park, people can actually reserve uh, the spaces that they are interested in through the WePlay app. Yes, so right now you're able to reserve picnic shelters, but our picnic shelters don't start reserving until April 1st. Okay. So right now you can just kind of check out the shelters that we have, and shelters right now until April 1st are first come, first serve. Okay. So you can get an idea of what there is, mm -hmm. and then once you're ready to reserve, you can actually go ahead and reserve now, but just it won't be until that April 1st through Halloween deadline that you'll actually be able to oh, have your okay. reservation. Okay. Anything that I'm missing that uh, is updated in your department that we, you want to bring to the forefront now? Yeah, so if you want to find our app, it's available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play, and it's called Winston-Salem Recreation. You'll find it as a blue square, and it'll have our WePlay logo in white. Okay. And you just go ahead and download it. It's a free download, and it's available in your App Store now. Mm -hmm. Like we said, you can find out um, about picnic shelters on mm -hmm. there. You can look at our over 300 amenities Look at our 26 miles of greenways and trails, over 80 parks. We have a lot to offer on there and a lot to explore. Okay, good. Um, nothing more? Nothing? Nothing? What, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? Well, we have different Christmas events coming up. You can actually access all those on our app, too, because you can look at <laughs> any of the events and programs on there just yeah. to keep bringing it back to that. You can yeah. also look at our website, our social media pages. Mm -hmm. um, we have a visit with Santa over at South Fork on December mm. 10th, mm. along with Santa's workshop that same day at Miller Park. There's Holiday Craft Night at Georgia E. Taylor Community mm -hmm. Center. Um, just a lot of different things going on. Wow, Santa's on his way. What a great feeling that is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt that feeling in quite... No, I'm just kidding. Hopefully we'll have a white Christmas to go with it. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm hopeful <laughs> You know, around here, people don't move when it snows, so everybody won't <laughs> be able to visit. Every That's fine. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Laura Tanyi, Special Projects Coordinator for Parks and Rec. All right, next up, before I get to this, let me let me start a clock real quick. I'm looking at a, at a timer because I'm getting ready to make a point for you real quick. Remember this discussion. Now, uh, we're going to talk to the Community Risk Reduction Specialist for the Winston-Salem uh, City Fire Department, Teresa Knops. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I wish we had a camera so people could see this decoration on your head. I love it. Thank you. What, what exactly is that? It's a Christmas tree. Of sorts. <laughs> what is the of sorts? You know what it reminds me of? You remember when we used to go to the drive-in and they used to have those um, those uh, insect 
repellents that you like, and they were like, yes, it kind of reminds me of it. That, I know that's not what that is, though, well, as long because as you work for the fire department. Yes. Okay. As long as it makes you smile. That's <laughs> it did. All that matters. It did. It did. The police and the fire department had a, a major toy drive this week. Can you talk about the mission of it and the purpose of it? Yes. So every year we spend three days at two of the Walmart locations in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. the, the police department as well the, as the fire department, and we collect toys to give to families that each department has selected for Christmas. Okay. And the community is always so generous with their toys and their donations. How is the selection process uh, even, how does that even come about and how you all process that in terms of selecting families? The, the names have been the same for several years. Okay, okay. Yes, the right. family names. Okay, good. So that's that's great. And then the, dec- the decoration on your head reminds me of holiday decorations, which can be a hazard in a lot of homes. Because I got a question I got to ask you. I looked at my talking points. I'm guilty of one of them. I'm guilty of one of them. So let's talk about um, the holiday season. And let's first talk about, stop right here. That was two minutes. Two minutes. From where I just finished, started beginning, and I said I wanted to bring this up. What was that two minutes represent? So that two minutes is the amount of time you have to get out of your home once a fire starts. That's it. That's all the time you have if you want to get out safe. And so because of that, you need to make certain that you have a plan on how to get out Mm -hmm. because the time to decide who's going to get the children out of um, their cribs or grandma in her wheelchair Mm -hmm. and get her out of the house is not at two in the morning Mm -hmm. when the fire has started. So it's really important that you have a plan and that as part of that plan, you actually have working smoke alarms. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by a working smoke alarm is that it is within that 10-year date of mm-hmm, expiration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you test it monthly, that you do not take the batteries out of it mm-hmm. or disconnect it because it's a nuisance, that you do not put a shower cap over it. These are all things that we see. Mm-hmm. You don't put a shower cap over it because you don't like it going off when you're cooking. Mm-hmm. If your smoke alarms are acting up, call us. Mm-hmm. We can come out to see if they need to be moved, if they're expired, whatever we need to do. And we actually have a free smoke alarm program. Really? For residents of Winston-Salem. Yes. So if you go to our website, cityofwsfire.org, we have a form that mm-hmm. you can fill out. Mm-hmm. The crew that is in your community will call you, set up a time to come out, and they will come out and install smoke alarms free of charge. What are the requirements for a family to get free smoke alarms? That they live in Winston-Salem. And that's it? That's it. No, no, no pre, no nothing. Nope. Just call yes. and ask for a free smoke alarm. Yes. That's wow. It. So, yeah, that, that means that there should be no excuses no. for not knowing that you can protect your home from smoke and eventually fire that might erupt from that. Yes, because as you see, two minutes is not a long time. It is not. I mean, we started talking and we got into the conversation about the toy drive and it was done. It was done. Done. Really? That's crazy. So you've got to have that plan. You've got to have those working um, smoke alarms. And you have to have a meeting place, a Mm -hmm. place where everybody goes to outside. Mm -hmm. So that when we pull up in our fire apparatus, Mm -hmm. you can say, everybody's out here. And then we can focus on fighting the fire. Or you can say, grandma is still in her bedroom and we know where to go get her. Absolutely. Wow.
Wow, that's great. So information. important. That that's great information. Thank you. Um, let's talk about uh, space heaters. Okay. Let's talk about space heaters. Now, I, I'll be the first to admit, I've got radiator space heaters, and I've got room space heaters in my home because of the cost of propane. And I, and I, my house is pretty airy. So if I'm trying to heat a home and keep everybody comfortable in my home, that's that's quite a bit of money that you're spending on propane with the cost of gas. Uh, one of the favorite jokes around Winston-Salem is the price of gas now. Um, everybody usually goes out and gets one. What are the dangers of space heaters? With any type of heating, a space heater, a kerosene heater, any um, any of those that you're using, you want to make certain that they're three feet from mm-hmm. anything that's flammable. Okay. A couch, um, clothing, anything that's flammable, three feet mm-hmm. away from all of that. You also want to make certain that you turn them off when you leave the home and when you go to bed. Okay. Uh, and what we are already seeing, unfortunately, We've responded to calls where people are heating their home with their stove. Mm. And Mm. um, so if that is the case, I know that there are community agencies that are helping with the cost of heating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please, please do not um, heat your home with your stove. stove. Um, Question. Now, if, if people have space heaters in the home and they're going to bed, and they don't have any other source of heat in the home, it's going to make it a little colder at night. What are your recommendations? That you get the, um, they have heaters that have a tip over. Mm-hmm. So if they tip over, they automatically shut off. Okay. That's what you want. Okay. And you also want to make certain that the cords mm-hmm. on any of those heating devices are not frayed or damaged. Okay. And you don't want to plug them into um, anything that is going to add to that hazard. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, let's talk about decorating, Christmas trees, mm-hmm. ornaments, uh, lights, all those good things. A lot of people like to get live trees, uh, sure. go out, pick a tree, put it in the house, but they're still relatively live and they're dying. And that makes the, the what do you call them, the needles on the tree very brittle and very flammable. Yes. Yeah, so it, um, live trees are great. Mm-hmm. I live in an area right near Christmas tree farms, and we were counting the cars coming down the mountain mm-hmm. with the trees on them, and they're great. It's just really important that if you have those live trees that you water them. Mm-hmm. And that not only that you water them, but that you uh, make sure that you bend the needles up and down, mm-hmm. like you were saying, to make sure no needles fall off. Because okay. if you do, then it's too dry okay. and that you dispose of it as soon as possible. Most um, fires involving Christmas trees, most fires that we have, period, are Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, and Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So don't prolong having that live Christmas tree up mm-hmm. because it, you're going to forget to water it and yeah. it's going to continue to get dry. Okay. And um, I don't, um, the city has a, I don't know if they have a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Disposal program. Okay. Yes. Okay. So there are drop-off collections. Okay. For those Christmas trees. Okay. In the city of Winston. I guess the the heat from Christmas tree decoration in terms of lights can yes. add to a problem for those dry, brittle needles. And and it, it does. And whether or not you're using a live tree or an artificial tree, you want to make certain that you turn those lights off when you go to bed mm-hmm. and when you leave the house. And and. 
And also, too, everybody's pulling out their boxes of decorations. You want to make sure that the cords are, not again, not frayed mm-hmm. and damaged. Mm-hmm. And we discourage the use of real candles on a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Again, this is the time of the year where people are bringing out candles as well, yeah, along with yeah, their decorations. Yeah, yeah. And some use them as some people will use candles as part of their religious uh, celebrations, such as Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. So, with your menorahs and your um, what are they called? With your menorahs and your kanaras, mm-hmm. they do make electric ones. However, however, if you're going to use a menorah or kanara that actually has candles, mm-hmm. it's really important that you place it on a non-flammable surface okay. to catch that melting wax. Okay. And you could even do like a tray lined with aluminum foil mm-hmm. to catch that wax. Okay. And definitely do not leave them unattended. All right. I'm guilty of this by tradition. Christmas Eve, we were taught to leave the lights on for 24 hours on Christmas so that you provide the light for Santa to find your house and land properly, and then you're celebrating all day. Even though it's sunshine, the lights are still on. It's a festive time of the year. I'm watching Christmas Story with my lights on during the daytime. Is that a no-no? As long as you're in the house right there at your tree you're okay to have those lights on again but i'm not sleeping at the tree i'm sleeping in my bed oh no if you're sleeping we need those lights off really yes how's santa gonna find the house well have you been (laughs) naughty or nice (laughs) don't ask me that (laughs) i can't answer that and again it comes down to those two minutes Mm -hmm. and so we don't want to have anything that's going to lend itself to a fire. Okay. And you. you're not, we're not awake to see that perhaps there's a, a fire that's being started mm-hmm. by those lights or you. by those cords. I know we have over 600 ornaments on our tree mm-hmm. and we work so hard to decorate it. And so I would love to keep it on all night long so mm-hmm. people driving down our street can see it. Right. However, I know that that's just not safe. Okay. I got you. I'm going to have to change that then. Last but not least. For all the people that think they can cook and like to entertain at the same time, that people are coming in the house during, I guess, opening gifts earlier in the day and people are still cooking in the kitchen trying to get kitchen, I mean, trying to get Christmas dinner together, stopping, looking at what the kids got, looking at all the the happiness on their faces. If you're going to be a cook, you have to be a cook. Explain that to me. So, again, as I mentioned, Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, big days for fires. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in Winston-Salem, we have set a record this year for the highest number of fatalities we've ever had due to fires. And we are ahead on the number of fires we have. And Mm -hmm. we know that most of our fires are due to unattended cooking. Mm -hmm. And people will put uh, that live in Winston-Salem will put food on the stove and leave the house. Mm -hmm. Um, So, please... During the holidays, again, you're right, it's fun with family, and um, but we want to make sure that when we're cooking that we have someone in the kitchen, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. particularly if we're boiling, broiling, frying, mm-hmm. uh, that if we're cooking on the stove and there's lots of grease that we clean it up mm-hmm. between each thing that we're making, um, that if you are cooking on the stove, that you have a lid nearby so that if you do have a grease fire, you can just slide the lid mm-hmm. over the fire and turn the um, turn the oven off, turn okay. the stove off. Okay. And um, keep children three feet away from the stove. 
if you feel like you might get distracted, set a timer. Mm-hmm. Carry a timer around with you mm-hmm. to remind yourself to check, take turns in the kitchen. It's just really important that we keep an eye on what we fry, okay. that we are very careful about what we do when we're in the kitchen. You just came up with a uh, almost a rap phrase. Keep your eye on what we fry. What a motto. <laughs> I love it. Please. We want everyone to have a safe and merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you are celebrating. Absolutely. And, uh, part of that, staying safe in your home. Well, thank you so very much. Community Risk Reduction Specialist for the Winston-Salem Fire Department, Teresa Knops, with some very, very, very important information. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. All right, last but not least, I, I think I wanted to save this particular guest for last because I'm very familiar with them. I've worked with them in the past on a couple of situations. I'm, I'm, first of all, congratulations uh, and welcome to the show, Assistant City Manager for the City of Winston-Salem, Patrice Tony. Hi, Brian. I'm so glad to be here. I, I thought I'd never get a chance <laughs> to talk to you on this show, but I'm glad that you're here. Um, obviously, you're here for a purpose, but congratulations again on, the, on, on your position. Uh, I know the city's in great hands, uh, and I can say that very honestly. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And um, good to see you. I know we've worked together in the community settings before, and so just glad to be here with you today. Absolutely. All right. Um, We are in the process or getting ready to replace a police chief, which is one of the biggest tasks for a city with safety being concerned, crime being a concern, a lot of the things with surrounding the safety of the citizens of Winston-Salem. So let's talk about this search. Now, Chief Katrina Thompson, Mm -hmm. before that, Chief Barry Roundtree. Roundtree. Uh, And I play golf with Barry, so I just call him Chief. So Mm -hmm. that's how I forget his last (laughs) name all the time. We've had two great police chiefs. We have. In succession. Um, And now we have to... uh, find another police chief that's going to fit the fabric of Winston-Salem. So what is the process that you have to go through? What is it that you're looking for? We want to touch on all those different things and how you're going about finding this person. Yes, Brian, you're absolutely right. Uh, Having a police chief, the right police chief, Mm -hmm. is one of the most uh, critical positions that we have in the city of Winston-Salem. One of the highest priorities for our city council is having a safe and secure community. And so it is critical that um, the, the, we select the right police chief. We've had some amazing police chiefs in the past. Absolutely. Our current police chief, Katrina Thompson, has been excellent for our community. Uh, she has served through COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. She's served through um protests Mm -hmm. through Black Lives Matter, and Mm -hmm. she's done an excellent job in engaging the community and keeping just the right balance of of leadership and support, Um, and she's trustworthy. And so when we're looking for our next police chief, we're looking for many of those same qualities. Someone that's trustworthy, someone that's relatable to the community, Mm -hmm. a great communicator, Someone who knows how to respond in a, a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that can communicate effectively with our city council members and the mayor. Mm-hmm. And so um, having just such a well-rounded person is so important and, um, and, and somewhat difficult to find with all of the qualities that would be necessary um, to, to lead our department. And so we have 
enlisted because this is such an important process, such an important position. Mm-hmm. We've enlisted uh, Ralph Tellis um, executive search firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are accustomed to doing national searches in, in the, the for community and on the national level. Um, and they are assisting us with this process okay. for police chief. Okay. My first question is going to be, um, I guess the major concern for citizens is with the next police chief, how well they know this community. Is mm-hmm. that a major factor in your search as well? You know, that was on a survey that we sent out to the community to let people have some input. Mm-hmm. You know, how important is it for it to be a local person? That was one of the, the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, surprisingly, Brian, it didn't rank as high as I thought. Really? Um, you know, I think a lot of people want someone to understand the community, but even better, uh, they want people, someone to have a strategy around mm-hmm. crime. Mm-hmm. And, and many times that could be someone from a, a larger community mm-hmm. that um, has had to deal with high, high rates of crime and, and put together some innovative approaches to solving crime. Okay. So it is on the list. Um, it is important. It didn't rank at the top mm-hmm. or, or as high as we thought it would mm-hmm. in terms of being important to the local community. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we need somebody who understands or can engage in the local community. Uh, if it's not an internal candidate, um, they would need to come in, meet with some of our local community groups, the ministers conference, some pastors, some mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit organizations, some grassroots entities to make sure they understand the voices of the community, what our needs are, mm-hmm. uh, but also being able to lead a, a team of officers, mm-hmm. you know, so they have to have that right balance for the internal officers that are on the ground as right. well as the community. Right. Now, you mentioned um, a survey that you used and circulated throughout the community, not just the community, but city employees, Winston-Salem Police Department employees, a host of people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can reveal, what were some of the top ranking concerns of the citizenship mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. terms of this particular search? Yeah, they want someone that's a great communicator, someone that's engaged in the community, um, someone that has high ethical values. Mm-hmm. That was extremely important, mm-hmm. uh, trustworthy. So those were some of the, the top-ranking qualities that uh, came out of the survey as important to the community. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, anything from within the police department itself that, that is a little different from the citizenship, as it should be? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for internal, they, they want someone that is a team builder, mm-hmm. that that is um, many times on the ground with the officers, mm-hmm. engaged in kind of what they are doing. They also want someone that knows how to recruit and retain officers. Okay. So some of the um, internal benefits of being an officer and being able to um, have appealing uh, be- mm-hmm. benefits to, to be an officer, but to also retain existing officers was important to our internal staff. Okay. Well, cool. I, you know, one of the things that... Coming from the Midwest, I come from a, an area where you got two police unions, a regular police union and a black police officers union, which is amazing to me. And it's probably the only place in the country that has that. We've had two police chiefs, both African-American 
and 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 one of which serves both of the minority concerns usually that goes into place when you're doing these searches. Both of those have our we've had those. So I, I think that takes the pressure off of focusing on that as opposed to focusing on the skill set that you're talking about. That's right. I mean, I, I think at this point, um, we're not looking for the first black chief. Right. We're not looking for the bl- first female chief. Right. Um, this city has done a great job in, in diversity and making sure we have diverse leadership. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're not trying to check off a box in that space. Mm-hmm. However, it is important for the next police chief to certainly understand and value diversity. Okay. Um, we There is an emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion at mm-hmm. the city of Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important to community members to make sure that whoever is the lead of this uh, agency that they um, embrace and understand all aspects of the community. Okay. And so that that is important. Um, what the person looks like is not as important mm-hmm, as to mm-hmm. what are their values, how do they embrace uh, DEI efforts, okay. um, and making sure that we have a, a, a work a police force that, that represents and looks like the community. Right, That's important. Right, right. Um, but also retaining and valuing the existing officers in the department. And okay. so keeping that balance is, is critical. Okay. Um, for citizens to participate um, outside of the survey, of course, uh, in the process, you're going to have a couple of public forums or w- at least one in January? That's that's correct. Actually, uh, today I'm, I'm doing a forum for just a, a community grassroots group. Mm-hmm. Um, they invited me to hear some of the concerns and issues from the community, mm-hmm. and so I'm doing that. But in January, uh, what we will do is, is narrow down the top three applicants. Okay. So everyone that applies is kept confidential up to a point. Okay. But um, part of the process, they know that if you become a top three uh, candidate, that your identity will be revealed. Mm-hmm. We will reveal that to the community, mm-hmm. and then we will have forms um, in January, probably the second or third week in January is what we're pushing toward, that allows the community to ask the top three candidates some questions okay. and to see kind of where they are, um, what their values are, and, and kind of engage them in that way. And we want that to, to happen for the community. Is there any way, uh, or is the website for the city of Winston involved in this process as well? Yes. Our, our, we have a great um, marketing and communications department for the city of Winston-Salem, and so they will make sure that um, as we progress through this police chief mm-hmm. search mm-hmm. that we continue to update and, and keep the community informed on where we are. Mm-hmm. When they we have some public forms, we will also make sure it is posted at cityofws.org. Org. Okay. And so people can continue to go there for updates and see kind of where we are on this search. Okay. Well, it looks like you guys have a plan. Uh, it looks like we're going to come up with another, uh, the way it's set up, another great police chief for this great city. Um, anything that we've missed that you want to share as well that we've missed on so far? Just one point I will make that this position, unlike the sheriff, is which is an elected uh, Absolutely. office, Absolutely. Uh, the police chief is appointed by the city manager. Okay. Um, but we understand how important and critical of a position this is to the community, mm-hmm. and that's why we are 
um, handling this search in this manner mm-hmm. and trying to uh, be diligent, using a consultant, making sure we're engaging the community, giving mm-hmm. the community opportunities to provide input. And um, and so just understanding there is a difference. And at the end of the day, we'll gather all this information from the community, from our elected officials to make a really good informed decision. You know, I, I think that's vital. Um you don't have to go through this process. Mm-hmm. Actually, you could actually go through the police department and say, you're next, you're the next police chief. That's right. It speaks volumes about the transparency of this city, mm-hmm. uh, the concerns that the city has for its citizens, mm-hmm. and being inclusive and including them in the process. Yes. Because we all know with social media now, uh, anything that happens and, and people feel like they're not a part of it, boom, that's where we're going with it. This kind of nullifies that, and people really feel like they have uh, participation rights Mm -hmm. in the process. Uh, They can't say it's not available to them. Uh, They know now if they didn't know uh, because they're hearing hearing it on the radio station. But for a lot of people that didn't know, I think that's the important part of making sure we have a place for you guys to come on and talk about these different aspects of the city operations so that everybody is kind of involved in it. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Brian. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Assistant City Manager Patrice Tony with the City of Winston-Salem in the uh, the police uh, uh, chief search. Uh, and we'll have more uh, to update on this in months to come.